saw me standing alone Welcome to the Slotted Lamb, a movies-by-minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, An American Werewolf in London. I'm your host, Troy, and I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. It is Wednesday, so that brings us to minute 65 of An American Werewolf in London. And it starts off with 37373000 and ends with Dr. Hirsch talking about the mass neurosis in his proctor. So where the uh, last minute actually ended off with the uh, close-up of the phone ringing in uh, Alex's uh, bedroom, we are starting this uh, particular minute off with uh, a shot of another phone ringing in another room in Alex's flat. And we are currently looking at the phone that is in uh, Jenny's we are looking at the phone that is in Alex's uh, living room ringing and it is sitting on a uh, tabletop that is uh, op on the wall opposite of the fireplace so we then cut to a shot of Dr. Hirsch in his uh, office sitting there on the phone listening to the f uh, phone continue to ring unanswered and then he basically re relays this uh, information to Alex, who responds right away. He's not there. He's not. Uh, the doctor then uh, returns the, uh, the the receiver back to its uh, cradle on the phone to hang up the phone, and then continues on with the uh, questioning of uh, David's uh, fantasies. Alex, has David persisted in his werewolf fantasies? Alex then uh, asks uh, if there is more to the situation than she is aware of. Dr. Hirsch, what's wrong? Is this more serious than I know? And the doctor continues on about his uh, investigation into East Proctor. I tried to investigate the attack. There are no records. The case was closed. Now they've misplaced the file. At this point, he then uh, now completely stands up from sitting on the edge of his desk and removes his overcoat, which he then turns around and starts to uh, walk towards the, the uh, coat rack. We also, at this point, get to see a close-up of the uh, basically the light box where they usually, where a doctor will uh, put the uh, X-rays up against the light box, which we couldn't see earlier in an earlier shot, which is kind of nice to know because next to this light box, uh, from having seen the earlier scenes in a movie, is uh, right next to the actual uh, uh, filing cabinet that we actually didn't see in the previous minute that I had talked about. So it is good to see that uh, if you look at the very edge of the screen, you can actually see the shadow of the filing cabinet as uh, the the doctor walks around. Dr. Hirsch then mentions what uh, happened to the case and uh, all this while he turns and pulls the last of his uh, uh, his overcoat off of his uh, one sleeve and hangs it up on the... sort of hangs it up. He actually seems to be using it as an actual physical thing because he's now trying to point out the situation to Alex before uh, what has happened. No other doctor had looked at David before 
he got to him, and he continues to uh, talk away. David's lacerations were cleaned and dressed before he arrived here, yet supposedly no other doctor examined him before I did. Once he gets to, uh, as he mentions, the Goodman boy. The Goodman boy's in the ground already. He's no use to us. So I went to the pub in East Proctor today where I was convinced of two things. He eventually does then finally hang the jacket up on the uh, hook. He then, well, again, talking to Alex about the situation, continues to walk over to the back of his desk and then eventually sit down at his desk. They were lying. There were no witnesses, no escaped lunatic. The whole community is hiding the truth of what actually happened up there. Alex also interjects. Surely you don't mean... And then the good doctor goes on to talk about the uh, trauma. David has suffered a severe trauma. And then the doctor continues to talk on about the... Uh, mass uh, neurosis in East Proctor. I myself witnessed some form of mass neurosis in East Proctor. Now, like I mentioned before, uh, other than seeing the actual uh, other wall where the X-ray uh, light boxes are mounted on the wall and right next to it is where the uh, coat rack is, we don't see much more uh, of the actual room itself, but we now can see that uh, once the doctor sits down in his uh, chair where he is uh, wearing this uh, very nice uh, uh, brown blazer with a green uh, wool vest, uh, a uh, light green or a khaki-ish looking uh, shirt with a purple and blue tie. Again, signaling that it's a different day than the last time we saw him. We can actually see that uh, the... Uh, fireplace isn't actually as large as uh, I had thought it was to begin with because a good portion of it is all blocked off. So it looks like it is a, uh, a repurposed fireplace. So probably just below the uh, shot that we can see right here is um, one of the small little, more than likely, where we don't actually see it, but I'm just guessing uh, that there is one of those small little plug-in uh, electric fireplaces uh, mounted on, uh, in this now slightly enclosed fireplace. Um, again, like I said, there isn't much more to this scene because we've already examined the room before. Uh, we can see uh, now that the camera has actually stopped moving, there is a nice shot that we can see uh, the excellent uh, woodwork of this pine beautifully constructed uh, mantle piece behind uh, the doctor and it also matches the uh, built-in uh, wall piece that is uh, next to him as well. Other than that it's uh, just a, a simple nice little acting scene between uh, Jenny Gooder and uh, John Woodbine. Woodbine. And uh, there you go. That's pretty much where we have this particular minute ending. Can't really have much go on about a scene when uh, nothing much happens in a scene. Over on the commentary track, 
David Naughton continues on about the uh, information that he has to relay about the uh, color and consistency of the uh, fake uh, movie blood that they used in the shooting of the American Wolf in London, where previously he was talking about the uh, viscosity and uh, a bit of the color and how it was up for grabs. He then continues on with the fact that that now they would actually continue to darken it to uh, show the fact that uh, the blood had been out for a while and that uh, the there was uh, plenty of conversations about the blood throughout the movie shoot. Both actors go completely quiet for most of the rest of the minute and then uh, for some strange reason uh, Griffin Dunn out of the blue just asks if there was actually a premiere for the actual movie and uh, David Naughton after a beat or two then uh, tell informs him that uh, yes there was because he did uh, attend one in New York City and that was uh, it for the commentary for this particular minute of the movie. When it comes to the script, scene 61, interior, Alex's flat, night, extreme close-up, the telephone, just like in the movie, of course, it rings loudly, and then it goes to scene 62, interior, Dr. Hirsch's office, night, and of course, like in the movie, Dr. Hirsch hangs up the phone, uh, Alex looks worried, uh, when Dr. Hirsch tells her that he's not there, he seems to be questioned, and then... Uh, when the doctor asks about uh, uh, persistence in the werewolf fantasies, uh, Alex has an extra line that continues on a little bit more than uh, what we have in the movie. In it, Alex says, Well, yes, but he seems to be more upset by the death of his friend, Dr. Hirsch. Has his friend appeared to him again, Alex? Yes. Dr. Hirsch. What did he say? Alex. David says Jack comes to warn him. Dr. Hirsch. Warn him? Then we get back into the line where Alex, Dr. Hirsch, what's wrong? Is this more serious than I know? Now when uh, Dr. Hirsch gets to the line about uh, lying and that there was no witnesses, no escaped lunatic, uh, Alex inquires as to what else. And then Dr. Hirsch, again, has an extra line where, I think the village of East Proctor is hiding some dark and terrible secret. I'm convinced that, like David, they believe in this werewolf. Alex is flabbergasted. You've absolutely no idea where David might be? Alex, no. He knows no one in London, besides me. I shouldn't have left him alone. Suddenly, Alex... Surely you're not suggesting. And then the doctor continues on with his David had suffers a severe trauma and so forth and so on until the end of this particular minute. According to the radio drama, this particular minute of the actual uh, movie in radio form actually plays along very exactly to the actual originally written script with all the extra lines. 
The other nice thing about this thing is it's, a, again, the actual returning actors voicing their roles of uh, Jenny Kutter with, uh, st again, playing Alex and John Woodvine, again, playing Dr. Hirsch. And it basically runs out almost exactly as the uh it, it runs exactly as the script with the uh a little more flair than the two of them actually have in the uh movie but uh it is definitely uh getting now re back on track with the movie according to the radio drama this particular moment of the uh, radio drama as compared to the movie it actually follows the script to the letter there is uh, the extra lines that are in the script that don't appear in the movie in the radio drama, again, because the radio drama has the ability to draw things out a lot more. And the other nice thing about it is it is a complete scene between uh, Jenny Agutter and Judd, uh, John Woodvine uh, reprising their roles of uh, Nurse Alex and uh, Dr. Hirsch in this particular scene. And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you'd be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool too. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And if we would like to send us in a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, best of luck. And this is going to start off with three seven three seven three sevens. Mm. Well, yes, but it seems to uh, be more, he seems to be more upset about his friend. Alex. Well, yes, but he seems to be more upset about the...